This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in deep purple on Rock 102. Hey, uh, not a bad day today. <clears throat> Gonna be sunny. Let's see. Sunny? Yeah. Just sunny. No clouds spoken of. No showers. Nothing like that. Just sunshine and 75. Uh, tomorrow will start out that way, but then become cloudy in the afternoon. But still no rain. God, it's like we're in a drought. A high tomorrow is 74. But it's also the first morning I wore a jacket this season. 52 degrees outside. Actually, 22 is now reporting 49. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It usually does drop between the time we start the show and about 7 o'clock. Uh, what a glorious victory by your New England Patriots yesterday over the New York Jets. Granted, it's the Jets, and granted, they gave it away with four interceptions. But we'll be talking to Scott Cohen about that game and more after 7 o'clock today. Didn't see a single play. Four interceptions Yeah, by uh, Zach Wilson. I did see uh, a good number of the five touchdowns by uh, Tom Brady. Although, I didn't even get into that game until the third quarter. I forgot it was the middle of the NFL, start of the NFL season. Yeah, we're into the uh, the second week. Yeah, yeah, week two, they say. Yeah, in fact, we'll be talking to Scott Zolak for the third time on Thursday. Oh, man. Yeah. I better start... Reading up. Yeah, bone up now because, uh, you know, he doesn't want you to be unprepared. Uh, it's 537 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Save yourself 30% on the still. It's located at 63 Springfield. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 in Boston on Rock 102. Beautiful day today. Sunshine, a high of 75. It is only uh, 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash yeah. with Steve and Nathan Rock 102? I know you watched every second of this, but last night's Emmys lasted for more than three hours. And I did see mm-hmm. every minute of it. And the big uh, part of the reason for that was the guy who wouldn't shut up. His name is Scott Frank, and he won an award for directing The Queen's Gambit. And once he stepped up to the mic, he pulled out a two-page speech oh, and boy. proceeded to drone on for three and a half minutes. What it's, happened to the uh, playing them off? <laughs> this uh, this wasn't a list. It was an essay he was reading, and mm-hmm. it was so long, they hit him with the wrap-up music three times. Three times. The first time he got offended... The second time he said, I'm almost done, but it took him more than a minute to finish that. What then he wrapped it up. Whatever happened to the old saying, I'll be Frank? His name is Frank. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't he, he wasn't Frank. Frank in his uh, speech? He wasn't Frank at all. And uh, people are just destroying this guy on Twitter this morning well, for being such a Mike hog. And not, not only should they, um, you know, start playing... And, and, you know, you, you said they did it three times. So at some point they stopped and then started again. Yeah. Each time should be louder than the last. And drown them and out. And drown them out, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They didn't do that, Or though. just drown them. I don't think they, they will physically drown a yeah. winner. Well, maybe a loser. John, this maybe is- a co-host, but never, ever a winner. John, this isn't a bag of puppies. You can't just throw it in the water Oh, like that. sure you could. Uh, speaking of awkward moments, the show started out with host Cedric the Entertainer's musical tribute to Biz Marquee, and it included some rapping from Rita Wilson. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. she's good. Yeah. Man, you're pulling out all the big stars for this show, aren't you? Whenever I hear someone say the word rap, she's the first one I think of. Conan O'Brien did not win anything for his final season of Conan, but he still provided one of the most uh, 
you know, funny moments of the night. The head of the TV Academy came out to give a speech about how wonderful television is and how it's making the world a better place and all that. And Conan just went wild for the guy like he was Elvis or something. <laughs> While the guy was up there? Yeah, then during the guy's whole speech, Conan stood at attention saluting him. The guy was pretty distracted, but he tried to laugh it off. It's not clear if Conan was legit trolling this guy or just being funny, but everyone liked it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of trolling, Jason Sudeikis won lead actor in a comedy series for Ted Lasso, and when he went to shout out SNL boss Lauren Michaels, Lauren wasn't at his seat. So he said, quote, I want to thank Lauren, who went to take a dump right now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Seth Rogen was the first presenter of the night, and he delivered the, uh, the ultimate roast, saying there shouldn't even have been a live ceremony in the first place. He said, quote, they said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us. We are in uh, a hermetically sealed tent right now. <laughs> oh, he's clever. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have come to this. Why is there a roof? It's more important that we have sh uh, three chandeliers than we make sure we don't kill Eugene Levy tonight. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, he is a funny guy. He can't not be funny. No, I know. Hey, John. Yeah, get a lot of this guy. Exactly. Uh, Chris Rock has COVID, and apparently, it's knocking him uh, for a loop. Yesterday, he tweeted, uh, quote, hey, guys, I just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated. Chris is vaccinated, by the way. On the Tonight Show back in May, he had said he got one of those single Johnson & Johnson vaccines. Mm. So Got a breakthrough uh, case there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, you know, when you're going around different places doing shows and things like yep. that, you're yeah. kind of exposing it. But can a man really trust the Johnson? No. All kinds of reasons to think that Johnson's a liar. What did the, somebody referred to the Johnson and Johnson vaccine as like the uh, like the Walmart brand of all of the vaccines? Oh, come on! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel Craig uh, got emotional saying goodbye to the crew on his final James Bond movie, No Time to Die. He told them, "I've loved every single second of these movies, and especially this one because I've got up every morning and I've had the chance to work with you, wonderful people." Oh, what a load of crap! Sort of people you just want to be like, uh, go away. Yeah, yeah. It's time look, to oh, just, okay. you're done with the series. It's good. I get Goodbye. It. The Teletubbies asked Little Nas X if they could be featured on his next album. And he said, quote, all right, bet me and Tinky Winky on the hook, Dipsy and Poe on the verses, and we'll let La La do the outro. Doesn't that somehow affect your credibility? Uh, I'm talking, you know, the Teletubbies credibility. Yeah, a little bit. But he, Little Nas X, has also raised tens of thousand dollars for charities working with these, like, kid shows and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, well, so, there you go. Well, at least he's doing good with it. Exactly. Not uh, doing anything stupid with it. The uh, top three most popular TV uh, or educational TV shows you watched as a child are? Uh, Leave it to Beaver. No. That's not educational. Uh, Mayberry RFD. Nope. And uh, Petticoat Junction. Nope. Sesame Street. The Electric Company. Nope. And Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street, and Reading Rainbow. Ah, yeah, see, Reading it. Rainbow's a little bit beyond my time. The Electric Company, was that, I can't remember, was that more of like a, because that was like towards the end of my era. That, no, that was not the end of your era. The Electric Company is much older than you. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. It, was like, it ended like uh, when I was a kid. Oh, I see, yes. And then uh, Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers were more my thing. I mean, it had you know, Morgan Freeman and Rita Moreno in it. And it was a union, I Bill, believe, back then. Bill Cosby oh. showed up from time to time. 
Really? What did he do? Uh, he gave everybody gave drinks. drinks. Yeah. <laughs> he handled the, He was the bartender. <laughs> Wasn't I just saying to you guys last week, I wish we had a modern take on the Lost Boys? Yeah, yes, I yes. think that was last week. Uh, well, a modern take on the Lost Boys is on its way. So far, it will star Noah Jupe from A Quiet Place and Jaden Martell from the new It movies. You've already sold me. Noah Jupe was uh, the boy in the Quiet Place. I think so. Yeah. yeah. That should be an interesting, uh, interesting mix. Yeah. Because we can't come up with any good new ideas. We just have to. Recycle the old one. Yeah, you know, but as at, you know, they've been doing that for years. At the time, you know, The Lost Boys was kind of a cool movie, but you know, you watch it now and you get and you say to yourself, "Why did I even think this is remotely interesting?" Oh, because when you were that age, you had different interests. I guess, but uh, not, but not so much so that it seems so stupid now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amy Schumer's my favorite person, by the way. Yeah, yeah I know. Treatment for endometriosis, including having her uterus and appendix removed. Ooh, boy. You couldn't have taken out the voice box, huh, Doc? No, it usually doesn't affect <sighs> the have, voice. Couldn't have finished that. Couldn't, uh, couldn't have just Dude, went the up trifecta. The yeah. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. I- Life has changed since COVID. View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Benjamin Moore Paint. Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, last week I turned 55 years old. No need to send cards. It's almost a week late. Nevertheless, I have discovered a few things about turning 55. First, I can now live in 55 and older communities. I'm not sure why I'd want to, but at least I have that option. I can finally eat from the 55 and older menu at IHOP. I can also get free coffee at participating Denny's locations throughout the country. What I can tell you about turning 55 is that it also signifies the abrupt ending of my career in professional athletics. Truth be told, those dreams ended 30 years ago, but some old people simply haven't reached that level of self-reflection. On Saturday, former Bruins defenseman Zidane Chara signed a one-year contract with the New York Islanders, the very team that drafted him 24 years ago. You see, Chara is 44 years old. He's not only 44 years old, he'll turn 45 in March. Granted, Zidane Chara had a long way to go before he reaches Gordie Howe, who played hockey until the age of 52, but let's consider what's really happening here. What you have in Zidane Chara is a man who does not understand the power of time, nor does he understand the burden of his own limitations. I, on the other hand, embrace my limitations because they are bountiful and they prevent me from doing things that I am no longer capable of, such as physically competing at the professional level. Now, you might say, but Maxie, what about Tom Brady? He's the same age as Chara, and he just threw five touchdowns yesterday against Atlanta. Is he too old to be playing at the professional level? The answer to that question is, yes, he is. And at some point, the playful temptress of time will eventually clamp down on Tom Brady and destroy all his hopes and ambitions because that's what she's there to do, just like it will for Zidane Chara. I'm only saying this because 11 years ago, when I was their age, I thought I'd have the physical grace and stamina of a gazelle for the remainder of my life. It turns out I would not. Today, I'm looking at coffee discounts and early bird specials. Brady and Char, on the other hand, are playing like they have something to prove. And as an old man, I can tell you, they do not. At least not anymore. But hey, another My Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Traeger Wood Fire Grill is ingenious. Cooking-grade wood pellets give everything a real wood flavor, like the Traeger technology gives you total control of also the temperature. See a Traeger in action at uh, at uh, the Big E in the Better Living Center with Rocky's Ace Hardware. 
I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Brian Adams on Rock 102. Sunshine today going up to 75. It is uh, 50 in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us after 7 o'clock. There's uh, apparently some Patriots football to talk about, so that's coming up about an hour from now. I don't have a uh, particularly exciting zest for life, uh, to be honest with you. Um, It doesn't move me to want to do things that uh, are very, very different or completely out of the ordinary for me. I'm not really adventurous. Um, I, uh, yeah. I know I'm really selling myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. man, you're, you're, yeah. you're a guy that waited until his 50th birthday to try his first peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Exactly. Uh, so as I do many times in the summer, um, on Sunday afternoons, I went, uh, to visit my mom, stopped over at my mom's house on my way out to Sonny's. That alone is rather bold. Oh yeah. Uh, and, um, her husband, uh, my stepfather, John, I've told you before, he, um, he owns the uh, Enfield Dive Shop. He got into scuba diving. It's been a while now, obviously, uh, to the point where he got so into it, he created his own business, bought his own store. He's, and... the, he's the Victor Kayam oh, of, yeah. of, uh, of diving. Sure. And, uh, and uh, there's, there's trips all the time that, that he takes uh, because he's the shop owner. He arranges these trips. Uh, I don't know how many people go on them. Sometimes there could be 25. Sometimes there could be 10. Um, you know that uh, that uh, app I have that, that shows me where planes are coming from that are flying overhead? Yes. I'm sitting on my deck last last year, I think it was, and I'm, uh, I'm seeing this plane. It's way, way up there, so I know it's not landing anytime soon. And just for the hell of it, I look to see uh, where it's coming from, and uh, it says D-O-H-A. Doha, and I have no idea where Doha is. I don't even know if it's another planet. So uh, I look it up, and I find out that it's in Qatar. Uh, And in fact, it is described as the most luxurious airport in the world. So uh, this group that my stepfather is with, I don't know what your geography is like, since I had to look up Doha. Right. Uh, You ever heard of the Maldives? I have. Yeah. That's where they're going. Uh, because I guess scuba diving in, say, Rhode Island is not good enough. Well, so, you know, I don't believe you find a lot of shallow barrier reefs in uh, Rhode Island like uh, you would in some other areas of the world. I, I don't know. I don't know what's where. So, uh, so yeah, he's telling me about this yesterday. He's uh, he's flying out of Boston. He flew out of Boston at 10 o'clock last night, and it's 11 hours, 11 hours just to get to Qatar. Then they have a nine-hour layover, even in what's described as the most luxurious airport in the world. Mm -hmm. Nine hours would be way too much for me unless I'm with one person, and that's got to be someone I'm having sex with. 20 people, whether I'm good friends with them or not, I'm not going to enjoy nine hours on a plane with them. I'm sure there's a lot of standing up and walking around and socializing on a nine-hour flight. Right. And then, you know, and then nine hours in an airport with them. Actually, what they did is they all got rooms uh, 
for like $350 a night <clears throat> to t- spend those nine hours. I'm going to tell you, I'm on the uh, TripAdvisor.com. I just uh-huh. typed in Maldives. Uh-huh. This looks beautiful. It's Maldives, by the way. That's why they're divers. Um, uh, so no, they go it's, it's Deves, I um, believe, according to uh, all the times they've sent Olympic teams out to the world. But uh, so uh, I can tell you, uh, these hotel, look, these uh, uh, resorts they've got, uh, dirt cheap. Oh, I'm sure they're nice and they're and beautiful cheap too. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm but much- it's the cost of getting there. See, because I guess after the nine-hour holdover in Qatar, yeah. I think he said it's another five-hour flight to Maldives, and I don't know which of the islands he's landing on. All right. Have you ever? Um, I'm at, I, I know the answer to this. You've been to like the Bahamas. That's it. You've been to like uh, Saint Martin. Yeah, that, uh, that's Aruba. about it. Aruba. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're there and you're actually enjoying. The, uh, the 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 view, the Man. scenery, the topography of these mm. beautiful island resorts. Sure. Are you sitting there thinking to yourself, "Man, I can't believe how long that flight was," or are well, you just thinking, "My God, this is maybe the most beautiful place in the world"? Well, first of all, uh, you have to you have to consider the circumstances. Now, Aruba was fantastic because I'm on a private jet for only the third time in my life, and probably last time. Um, so that's what I'm thinking of. And and, uh, and for the Bahamas, that was back in the day when I used to like to socialize. And, uh, you know, we were with a bunch of listeners. Yeah, you, weren't, you weren't really socializing much. But I'm, these uh, guys are taking, it's going to be five hours from Qatar to the Maldives. Then I forget how long he said it takes to get from whatever airport they are in the Maldives to a, he uses the word ship, but I would use the word boat. Uh, it's like a 125-foot um, cruise boat, in my opinion. Okay. That, uh, you know, this group of people, and I don't, I didn't ask yesterday how many were going. I know like the last time he went, it was 25 people. Uh, so this group of 25 people, uh, you know, not to mention all the stuff they have to go through because of COVID and all the clearances and all that stuff. And uh, I'm like, no. No, there's because like you know most of my family has been indoctrinated into this. Right. Uh, me and my mom are about the only holdouts left, and uh, there's just it's just the whole idea of yeah, getting yeah, there. I, I think you're uh, you're kind of being a little short sighted on this nah. because as I'm looking at these uh, these pictures, you get all these these little islands, uh-huh. and they got all these uh, these reefs around mm-hmm. it. I mean, if you're a diver. Mm-hmm. This is like this is perfect. That's why they call it Maldives. No, it's because not it's, uh, actually. It's that but good for divers. I'm looking at like a beach that's got uh, all these little cabanas, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, like a few feet into the water. Yeah, and then there's like a hot tub on each cabana, so you could like uh, you know, wade in the hot tub for a little bit and you know, jump into this crystal clear blue breathless water. Oh my gosh! I tell you what, I'm not a big diver, but I go on a trip like that. Hell yeah. And I wouldn't even think twice about what it took to get there. Oh, Once man. I'm there, I'm going to enjoy myself. You're going to find this hard to imagine in the moment. Yeah, but then you have to come back, right? And that trip to there that you weren't thinking about, now you can't stop thinking about, oh my God, I got to go yeah. five hours back to Cutter and another nine hour layover See, this and then is- 11 hours to Bra- uh, uh, Boston. See, but this is your problem. Your problem is you don't live in the moment. Nah, nah, You're nah. either f- 
focused on what just happened uh-huh. or consumed with anxiety about what is about to occur. Yep. As opposed to the here and now and uh. just showing... I don't know, like a, like an inch of gratitude for the fact that you are in one of the most beautiful places in the world. And you know what? If we could teleport, I absolutely would go for this. No question about it. But if we I could can't. fold my arms across my chest, blink my eyes, yeah. and be there, uh, a la genie, I I would do it in a heartbeat. But it's all that other stuff, yeah. and I don't even know what it's like for these people. Uh, I, I don't even know this. You know, whether whether or not they go there and that's when they get all the equipment and the oxygen tanks or or are they bringing these tanks onto the airplane to fly? My, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you can always ask your stepdad how he does it and uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to explain it to you. I, I don't uh, I don't find myself interested enough to ask. I'll tell you something. Some of the prices on these uh, little resorts. Yeah. Very affordable. Oh, I'm some sure of them. Some of them are not. But yeah. I see one here for seventy nine dollars a night. Seventy. Oh, oh, I bet that's a real Maldive. Well, I'm, I'm sure that is for your, your, your uh, bargain shopper. No question mm-hmm. about it. But you know, the highest I'm seeing about like nine hundred dollars a night. You probably wouldn't go for that one. But there's plenty like uh, three hundred a night and under. <laughs> oh my god! Just as every single one more beautiful than the next. I don't know. Yeah, what you, yeah I think you're missing out on a, on a real opportunity. You might actually. In, you might actually enjoy you yourself. Remember who you're talking to here, pal. I know, but if you spend any time trying to rewire yourself into thinking in the moment and showing gratitude for the here and now, then uh, you know, maybe you might be able to enjoy your life. I have spent more time trying to rewire myself than they did when the ceiling caved in yeah. on the Hartford Civic Center. Yeah, getting getting wired on rails of coke and, uh, and weed is not exactly rewiring that's yourself. That's only where I started. That's not where I finish. <laughs> no, it's hardly uh, where anyone finishes at the, at some point. So uh, so 10 o'clock last night they left, 11-hour flight, so they'll get there at like 11 a.m. today. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, what is the current time in Qatar? See if I can get that now. It's 1.20 in the afternoon. So if they have, uh, say, another, what did I just say? They'd be there at 11 o'clock this morning. That's uh, five hours from now. So they'll get there at like 6.20 at night. 6.20 at night. And then, uh, you know, it's going to be, you're going to have dinner and then go to bed. And then uh, and then I guess the fun starts on uh, on Tuesday morning. That's it? Yeah. Uh, yeah no. Small no. price to pay for for uh, the most gorgeous island in the world. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I yeah. doubt it's a small price either. It's probably not a small price, but the inconvenience of the long flight and layovers a small price to pay for a wonderful trip. The inconvenience of the small of the flight and the layovers, COVID, uh, mall dives. Uh, yeah, no. See, here's the thing: when when you talk about a trip, you often don't talk about you know how wonderful it is when you're there. You often talk about the calamity that got you there, the flight. That's uh, it. You know the the uh, baggage claim, the yeah. check in process. You know that's the stuff that that you focus on. You know when I get to a place uh, for vacation and I arrive. I don't care that I had a long drive to get there. Uh, I'm just there in the moment enjoying what I'm doing right that moment to relax. Aren't you perfect? No, it's not about being perfect. It's about point of view. And I'm not saying mine's better than yours. I'm just saying 
I can enjoy my time better than someone who's focused on all the bad stuff that just happened. How the hell do you even pick which island to go to? There's like 15 islands here. Yeah, and then my guess is uh, they've picked out uh, the best ones to go uh, to go diving in. Is it possible every one of these little things has an airport? Or there's probably one airport, and then you take little boats it's to probably, get back and forth. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's like a, you know one airport and then a bunch of either you know ferries or uh, you know water taxis. Ugh. Ugh, more, more transportation. Well, you know, you don't go unless you're willing to uh, you're willing to suck it up. And that is where I get off the plane. It's 622 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. WAQ. 25 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. You know, Doha is also where they sent a lot of those uh, Afghan refugees. Yeah, and I don't I know of anybody who was sent there who didn't say, you know what? It took a long time to get here, but look how beautiful it is. Well, it doesn't take that long from Afghanistan, but I just I, I just hope my stepfather and his friends don't get mixed up with those refugees and end up in some foreign countries. Well, I mean, are they divers? Uh, the refugees? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think most of them are. Well, I mean, uh, maybe they learned a learned a new skill and yeah. uh, while well, they got to the Maldives or the Maldives. Mm, I don't. Uh, I don't see that happening, but. You know what? What? How about a scuba diving joke? Fantastic. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. A uh, deep-sea diver is 20 feet below sea level. Yes. When he sees another guy with no scuba gear. So uh, then the the deep sea diver goes down another thirty feet, and there's the no the guy with no equipment right there next to him, thirty feet below sea level. So uh, the diver he uh, he takes out this uh, waterproof chalkboard right, and he writes on it. He says, "How the hell can you stay this deep down without equipment?" And uh, the other guy he takes the chalkboard and he writes, "Hey uh, a hole, I'm drowning." <laughs> See, the diver doesn't even realize the other guy is drowning, even though jokes. he's that deep with no equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! Back. 6.30 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A person was shot and seriously injured on Grant Street in Springfield Friday night. Officers from the department were called to Grant Street for reports of shots fired shortly after 7.30 p.m., the gunshot victim was located in the area and taken to Bay State Medical Center with life-threatening injuries. No arrests have been made at this time. The Detective Bureau is still investigating. So, you know, jeez, uh, talk about um, the shooting and uh, how many we've had this year so far. Uh, I saw this article this morning on Yahoo News. Yahoo? Uh, Milwaukee is having its worst ever year of violence. They've had a 93% increase in killings uh, from 2019, and it's not just there. It's also happening in uh, L.A. and New York and Chicago, but the the level of violence, in, in particular gun homicides, going up all over the all over the place. Mm-hmm. 41, 40% of the homicide victims in Milwaukee. Uh, most victims are black men, as are the perpetrators. Most of the homicides last year occurred in a roughly 30-block radius. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just a lot more people out there with guns these days. This uh, I think this pandemic has got a lot of people all ramped up. 
You know, and uh, yeah. that might play into part of it. You know, I mean, these are these are these are tough cities. They're mm-hmm. not uh, they're not easy places to live, and probably less so uh, when you're quarantined or locked down or stuff like that. But yeah, did, did you ever happen all over? Did you ever get your uh, your gunshot wound? Uh, because uh, that protects you from other gunshots. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that works, Steve. It's you not gotta, the uh, Pfizer. You got to build up your. Well, it's the Johnson and Johnson gun. Yeah, you got to get that twice. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, Springfield man has been arrested after a verbal argument in a drive-through early Friday morning that led to the discovery of an illegal firearm. There we go again. One a.m. Friday morning, officers received a call. Of a person with a gun at the McDonald's on Main Street, uh, according to Ryan Walsh, a victim told police there was a verbal argument in the drive-thru where the suspect, 33-year-old Michael Sento, uh, I'm sorry, Centino of Springfield, allegedly uh, implied he had a gun. Officers investigating the incident could see a firearm sticking out of the driver's seat of Centino's car. The loaded, illegally possessed firearm was seized by officers. They also found 11 oxycodone pills inside the vehicle, and he was charged with Multiple offenses. Now, what, you imply why you have a gun? At what? Yeah. At what, at what point in this process do you tell the person uh, at the register, "I have a gun"? Yeah, yeah. As you're ordering, or as you are approaching the window, or are you saying it, or is it? You know, implications are not spoken. Mm-hmm. You know, he might be going. Uh, I hope that uh, modified plexiglass is bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying I have a gun, but. Uh, I'm you not, know. Right, right. I'm not saying I don't have a gun. Right. Or I'm not not saying I have a gun. I'm not 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 saying I don't have a gun. <laughs> How about this tactic? I would like a 20-piece McNugget, but I only have mo- money enough for 10, but I also have a gun. Or might have yeah, a right, gun. Yeah, right, right. You don't have, you don't have yeah. to say I've got a gun. Right. I might have a gun. Listen, do you get at that point do you get indignant and say I want my 10 extra? And well, what and what kind of sauce does the guy get? God willing, the uh, employee who probably doesn't care about his career at McDonald's uh, will just give it to you without arguing or fighting for it. So, God willing, like I said, I you'll, you'll yeah, get those nuggets. The Hamburglar ever have a gun? He never had a gun. No, I don't think the Hamburglar needed it. I think he was a hand to hand combat. Big Mac, ham who was the uh, police informant, I mean, or the 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 uh, uh, not the police informant. He was like the cop of, yeah. uh, of Ronald McDonald Land. I don't think he even had a gun. No, I think no. he had a, a like a club, and that was it. Well, you remember when they came out with those nuggets that had personalities to them? The the nuggets. I do. There was a sheriff one that had a gun. He did. I'm pretty sure he had a gun. Hmm. Was it a gun or was it like a ketchup dispenser? I think it was loaded with honey mustard sauce. Yeah, Ooh, there that's you go. probably yeah. better. A uh, protest was held outside of a fraternity in Amherst on Sunday afternoon. According to the uh, Amherst police, a group of college-aged people stood outside the Theta Chi fraternity house located at 496 North Pleasant Street in Amherst. The protesters were chanting and had signs accusing the fraternity of being rapists. The protest began peacefully but turned destructive. Protesters began throwing objects at the building, tried to get into the house through force, and tore down a flag. A fence was also graffitied and damaged. A resident of the house was also struck in the head by a bottle thrown by one of the protesters. Yeah, it's called a Saturday night at a frat. Well, I can see how a protest that involves yelling that a frat is a bunch of rapists could possibly get out of control. Maybe, maybe. Whether you believe that the people in the house are rapists or not, throwing bottles at the people that live in that home 
is not the right way to go about it. No, it, it's not. And by the way, were they calling them rapists or therapists? Rapists. This wasn't uh, Sean Connery. It on, wasn't. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on sure. Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. The uh, residents of the home called police just before 12.15 p.m. Amherst officers arrived and found a group of approximately 300 protesters on a Sunday. Hey, you get 300 college kids on a Sunday to get out of bed before 4 in the afternoon. Tell them there's beer. The University of uh, Massachusetts Police Department, uh, the Hadley Police, and the Mass State Police were called in to assist. And just after 2 p.m., the crowd was dispersed and no arrests or charges were made. Hmm. UMass football fell to Eastern Michigan Saturday, 42-28, to but there's more concern off the field. COVID cases among students more than doubled in just one week. In one week. Yeah. And yet I saw on 22 News this morning that they brought back the tailgate. They allowed the kids at UMass to resume the tailgating that they tried to not have on opening weekend. Well, because they know they're going to get together no matter what. Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, if you're going to let the kids get together in large groups inside McGurk Stadium, then what are you doing by protecting them from tailgate parties? Was it the, wasn't the the stipulation in their first week, and this is shows you how phony the wording is, is that you ha- you couldn't tailgate unless you had game tickets. I don't remember seeing that. I didn't I've think there seen, was any any uh, maybe limitations I'm, that allowed you to. Maybe I'm confused with like <laughs> some of the college that tried to you know yeah. like phony up this this whole whole scenario. It's like okay, you don't have game tickets, so you can't have the tailgate. Who's going to be at the tailgate other than people who've got tickets? Yeah, I don't think that was at UMass. I I don't think there were stipulations that allowed them to tailgate i believe well, it was a complete ban i got news for you the uh, the students at umass if they're really that interested in tailgating don't have to go far beyond their dorm rooms or their frat houses well but the, they don't even party. have to don't even have to well of course but tailgating you know tailgating is a, is a thing is a specific thing they want to be able to go to these these parking lots uh, nearby the stadium for yeah. some reason and be able to party before the game, yes, and whether you have a party in a parking lot or a par- or a party in your living room, yeah, doesn't really matter much to a college student. Well, apparently it does because that's why they wanted these tailgates returned, and that's why they were. I'm well, being told that UMass is no ticket, no tailgate. Mm. Uh, 22 News spoke with some UMass juniors about the school year's atmosphere with COVID looming over campus activities, and uh, one kid said, uh, "Just kind of." made her own uh, assumptions, you know, that people are going crazy. And then another guy goes, it's our first tailgate, dude. Typical Zoomass stuff, right? Am I right? Was he? Was no. Was he right? I guess he was. I don't no. know. His name was Joe Sista. Would he be a sister from another mister? <laughs> <laughs> the overwhelming uh, majority of the cases are off campus. The school said most of them are connected to crowded events off the grounds, and now they're reaching out exactly. to students from certain residential areas and social groups for testing to get a better idea of how COVID is being transmitted. Off the ground? How do they do that? Off like the suspended grounds. in the air? Well, when you like... have do enough bong hits and... Uh... And uh, fireball, you can lift off the ground. That's what I mean. That'd be cool. Uh, well, the Big E uh, was an opening success over the weekend. Yeah. Actually, I'm told um, it depends on how you measure success, but well, I'm was... told it was not that crowded. It was not that. Well, Friday morning, it was not that crowded. 
I was they, told even on, uh, I think it was a Saturday or Sunday it wasn't that but bad. But they were still claiming 80,000 people in the first day. 80,000 mm. on the first day and 102,000 on Ooh, Saturday. 102. With that Billy Idol concert going on. Because mm. people want more, more, more. Mm, not at $66, I don't. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, it, it looks like 22 News must have sent a, an alcoholic reporter to do a story there <laughs> this alcoholic weekend. Because there's a headline that says, Must See Things at the Big E. Mm-hmm. And there's really only two. They're the beer gardens... <laughs> Uh, either at Storton Tavern or next to Storton Tavern. That's it. It's all That's there the is only to, thing see. to see. Yeah, no, the, no, must see the must sees. No, like uh, you, you, you must not see the butter cow. I mean, nope. like I go, to, I go out of my way to see the butter cow. Oh, that reminds me. Somebody, I don't know if he wants me to identify him, but uh, somebody sent me uh, a photo of. Uh, Something that they were offering in me, uh, which is a butter uh, elephant. Mm-hmm. Can you send it to us? So we can see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could do that. Uh, that wouldn't really, uh, that wouldn't really matter. It's just the whole, the whole idea of a butter elephant. Well, I mean, it could be any animal, really. Just uh, no, butter. no, it's specifically an elephant for a reason. Uh, okay. All right, we'll send it along. Right, I'm, uh, I'm, your sending own, uh, I'm sending it right now. Your ambiguous uh, uh, setup is very hard to understand. Well, it's so. really not. I mean, if anyone was paying attention, they probably would be able to figure that out. But it's uh, it's beautiful. It's is a very, it, very is nice. It a uh, dead Beulah the elephant that, butter sculpture? That very well may be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to taste it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to walk around. We had the. Uh, we had the event there that we were doing with the uh, VA of uh, Western and Central Massachusetts. There. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which you know, it's always a, a nice time. But it didn't seem like there was a lot of people. Really, like, it just didn't seem crowded, which was good. Yeah. Um, All right, but you were like uh, situated in one area. You, yeah, you were walking yeah, around. New estates. We were next to that beer garden thing that we right. were showing on twenty two. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't, I mean, I didn't go into the buildings or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was only there for a couple hours, so we didn't really have time to well, you go and stroll. Straggled around when you were done. I did have a uh, frozen cookie dough on a stick, though. That How was, was that? That was delicious. Frozen cookie dough on a stick? Yeah, it's better than it sounds. No, it it sounds pretty good. Uh, well, it's, it, and I had, it was, I had the double chocolate one. It was like double chocolate, dark chocolate really? cookie oh, dough man. and dark chocolate uh, chunks. And hey, let me ask you this. What'd you do with a stick when you were done? I always feel like an idiot holding onto a stick. I threw it in the million trash cans that they have around the Big E. I mm. walk around all day holding that stick. You know, holding the stick all day. Well, one uh, fair might be a success, but another fair gets canceled. The Harvest Fair in Granville mm, will not be happening this year, which it typically occurs over Columbus Day weekend. Town officials cited a number of factors that influenced their decision. Among them, trouble getting volunteers, figuring out mass restrictions, and sanitation efforts. According to the town's website, the Harvest Fair Committee intends to bring the event back next year. For some reason, 22 News, when they did this story on Friday, by the way, uh, said, uh, Meanwhile, in Franklin County, the Granville Fair has been canceled. It's like, what? Franklin County. That's not in Franklin County. Granville's not in Franklin County. That's in Hamden County. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if it wasn't, it would probably be 
What are they in counting? Berkshire or Hampshire counties? I mean, yeah. Franklin County would be kind of a distance away. They're not doing their uh, they're not doing their homework over there. No, they are not. Well, because it wasn't in a beer garden. A uh, 73-year-old Greenfield man is recovering from oh. injuries suffered from his leisurely swim in a remote Franklin County pond it turned into a life-or-death fight with an enraged, likely rabid beaver. Nothing wrong, nothing worse than an angry beaver. I think we I, can all agree with that. I saw this story uh, yesterday, and uh, I actually have it here isolated because what this guy went through, I can't even imagine. And I'm someone, you know, who was pretty well mauled by a dog, but at least I saw the, well, the first bite I didn't see because it was in the dark, but this is a beaver underneath him. He is, uh, he's out there swimming. He, he's got this little remote Franklin County pond, which I believe is in Granville, and uh, only he knows where this place is, and and this thing is biting, uh, it's tearing flesh from his arm and leg, he has a a torn tendon in one hand, one of his fingers, mm. a fractured knuckle on another hand from repeatedly uh, punching the beaver. Yeah, and then uh, he finally, you know, gets gets to the shore and he has to crawl out of uh, out of. You got to go forty yards to shore, and with with the beaver nipping at his heels, le- arms, legs, and buttocks most of the way. It's a good thing it wasn't nibbling at something else. You never had a wet beaver nibbling at your lower extremities? And my buttocks? Yes. Yeah, not really. Sometimes you got to be careful with them beavers. You don't want to get too close. Those things have teeth? And then, uh, some of them can. And then, you know, he gets out of the water. Then he's got to get on his bike and ride a distance to be able to uh, to call for help. This is this yeah. is nasty. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was like... Uh, like Cujo, it was the description was like Cujo finally getting a hold of the boy and his mother. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah right. Just yeah. tearing them up apart. Like frothing in the mouth. That's the worst kind of beaver. Uh, Paracini said fighting a prolonged battle with an enraged 50-pound wild am- animal while trying to stay afloat left him exhausted. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. How um, old is he? 73. 73. He's lucky, he's lucky he's still alive. Yeah. yeah. He's lucky that beaver didn't kill him. Some men half his age couldn't have fought off a beaver. They do point out that beaver attacks on people uh, in Massachusetts or, or anywhere else on Earth are exceptionally rare. There well, yeah, that's... a dozen attacks uh, reported in the last 10 years. Yeah, that's why he's pretty sure it was rabid. Yeah. Um, and they believe it probably was. He didn't... He's not saying exactly where he was because he, he doesn't want them... He refuses to specify which pond he was swimming in. He's concerned that uh, mass wildlife would trap and kill the entire beaver population, and he doesn't want that to happen. No, why would you want the entire yeah. beaver population to be Because well, you couldn't prove which beaver it was. It was that one, one with the big teeth. I'd recognize that beaver anywhere. That one who's been busy all day making a dam. Speaking of uh, animals, you know, you did all that talk about how smart squirrels are yesterday, or last week? Last week. I wasn't here yesterday. I killed a squirrel yesterday. On purpose? No, it ran across the road. I didn't. It just jumped out. Was this one of those mm-hmm. weird love triangle things? Yeah. You see on Dateline? Sort of. No, but uh, I'm driving down the road and this thing just runs across and makes it to my passenger side tire. Oh, uh, but oh doesn't God. make it any further. Yeah. Than that. Were the kids with you? Yeah. yeah, they were. How'd they handle that? Uh, my uh, youngest was like, 
did you just hit that squirrel? And I said, oh, no, no. That He threw a nut at the truck. That's yeah. what that thump was. The- did they, uh, <laughs> this is the worst part yeah. that I can't stand. Did they look back? No, they didn't. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. Because then they would have seen that I had, in fact, hit the squirrel. Well, and, and the worst it. part is if you didn't kill it. Yeah, if it's like struggling around yeah, there. Yeah, I've seen just... that happen before, not from my own action, but mm-hmm. from somebody else's own action. Mm. I was outside of a, uh, a gas station one time, and I saw this. I think it was a, a rac- raccoon had a been raccoon. hit, and the thing was struggling in the middle yeah. of the roadway, and it was just like, God. Oh, I know. Man, put that's it out the thing. Of misery. That's why, you know, that's what happened when I shot the thing. The thing was just struggling and struggling and, and jumping, and, and, you know, you're like, oh my God, when is this going to end? Probably what that beaver was thinking. You know, when I was a uh, when I was just a young boy, <laughs> I was in the car with my grandfather. I don't even remember where we were driving, but I was uh, sitting in the in the back seat. Grandfather's driving, and he hits an animal. I don't remember if it was like a squirrel or a beaver or a moose. I don't even remember, but or a hitchhiker. Could have been. It could have. It could have been a drug soaked hitchhiker, but. Rather than just, you know, drive away and, and forget about it, my grandfather felt that it was the compassionate thing to do would be to pop that car in reverse yeah. and run it over again to put it out of its misery. <laughs> now, this is the same guy that you, you recall my story of uh, when I was attacked brutally by a bloodthirsty duck. The same guy that beat the living crap out of the same duck using, uh, using his, uh, his shoe. It's, good, it's a good thing he wasn't the guy attacked by the beaver. My, grandfa- my grandfather would have given that beaver a real, you know, a real workout. Yeah. My grandfather would have fought back. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 74. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. You might know that all energy solar can help you save. It's classic rock. It's 656. And Eric Clapton on Rock 102. Nice day today. Sunshine, high of 75. Uh, 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see the New England Patriots take on Tampa Bay in Foxborough oh. on Sunday, October 3rd. You go to rock102.com and you sign up for your chance to win. A winner gets chosen on September 30th. Your chance to win tickets to New England versus Tampa Built by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement at Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. That would be awesome. A, that is a great prize right yeah, there. Yeah, except everybody I know who has tickets is selling them. Yeah, but you know what? I I, I can't say I blame them for doing it. I know. One, it's a prime one. It's a it's a prime time game, mm-hmm. and uh, you know people have to work the next day. And if you've got those tickets. You know why not? Uh, you know why not get a little something, something for it. People I, are willing to pay thousands of dollars for them. Exactly, selling those tickets almost pays off your entire season ticket. Oh yeah, package. it does. Uh, depending on where your seats are, yeah. absolutely it and, could. And my the best seats in town are still on my on my couch. And if I were Dave Miner, that's what I would be doing. That's well, not giving them to some radio. Here, you want my tickets to give away? Well, I mean, what, are you insane? He's getting something out of it. I mean, you're sure. talking about Dave Miner, exterior home improvements on Rock 102. Yeah. By the way, the uh, the beaver guy, he finally gets away from this beaver. He has to ride his bike a mile and a half after he was attacked. Yeah, to get to the Franklin County Medical Center. Oh, he my drove gosh. himself to the he drove himself to the hospital. Because, you know, I mean, he couldn't get a signal anyway, even if he had a phone. 
he couldn't get a signal, so he had to drive his bike a, a mile and a half to the hospital. I can't even imagine. I can't yeah. imagine doing that at sixty. Never mind seventy-two. I mean, can you imagine after you were attacked by the dog hopping on a bike? Uh, I thought I was going to have to for <laughs> I, a couple of minutes. Well, I understand that, but I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't have made it. That's the thing. Yeah, you wouldn't not. have made it. Yeah. It's six fifty-eight. Scott Cohen coming up in just a few minutes on Rock One Hundred Two. Hot. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Man, can you imagine being chosen as the number two player selected in the NFL draft with all that promise and with all that optimism and then finding out you'll be taking all those things to the Meadowlands to play with the New York Jets? Oh, man, that's got to be humiliating. Although it's probably not as humiliating as facing the guy who was drafted at number 15 and watching him officially plow through your defense while you threw four interceptions on the very second game of your NFL career. Oh, my God, that had to be publicly embarrassing. You see, folks, this is what happened when the Patriots pounded the bejesus out of the New York Jets, fell 25-6 to with their Week 2 matchup yesterday. Matt Jones of the Patriots had his second solid start, 186 passing yards, no interceptions. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson of the Jets may have had slightly more passing yards with 210, but the glaring statistic of the game came with four interceptions. That's like saying, here, I'm tired of playing football. Why don't you guys take the football for a while? In fact, Wilson became only the first Jets quarterback in 40 years to throw interceptions in his first two pass attempts. That's never happened before. The result of which caused the Jets to lose their crap for a second game in a row, while Mac Jones, selected with the number 15th overall draft pick, has now even the Patriots record with his second solid start in a row. In a way, I feel kind of bad for a guy like Zach Wilson. I mean, it's not his fault he played so well at BYU and was drafted by the Jets. And after only and after only two games into his professional career, angry Jets fans have already resorted to booing him off the field. You know who did not get booed off the field? Mac Jones, who didn't have to throw a touchdown pass. And we're all sitting here saying, you know what? I think this guy's going to be pretty good. You know what they're saying at the Meadowlands this morning? I'd be happy to tell you, but FCC regulations prevent me from doing so. Let's just say they're not happy, nor should they be, because the number two overall draft pick just played up like straight-up horse crap, whereas the number 15 pick, uh, pick played with poise and composure. And I think I'd rather have that guy instead. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Pull up September's Rockies flyer, either on your phone or on your computer. It's loaded with bargains on Scott with Winter Guard Turf Builder, Milwaukee Power Tools, Warner Ladders, and plenty more. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Brian to Rock 102. Nice day today. Sunshine. Uh, high of about 75. <laughs> it is uh, 50 in downtown Springfield. And in the studio with us right now to talk about uh, Patriots football and a lot more, it's Scott Cohen. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you guys, John. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, yep. You too. So uh, the Patriots uh, squeak out a win. Granted, they played the Jets. But Granted, they played the Jets. There's something, uh, I don't know, maybe something a little bit satisfying to see the number two overall pick eat just a bag of <laughs> Pure horse crap. Why? why? I don't know why. Why would you number, feel good about that? Because your your guy picked uh, at number fifteenth in the draft winds up outclassing and outpoising the kid completely. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know Zach Wilson, you know four interceptions. His and, first two passes were intercepted, and that hasn't <laughs> that hasn't happened in in the Meadowlands in forty years. Right. 
So uh, and yet Zach will and yet uh, and yet Mac uh, Jones just shows unbelievable poise for just a young kid. Poise, picked, poise, poise, and, and picked at number fifteen. So I see uh, one team going one way and one team going the other way, and I'm glad the Patriots aren't going that way. Yep, I, I think uh, yet. Uh, agreed. Yet uh, agreed, but you know I think. Um, uh, I guess it's what uh, the pundits are supposed to do, um, and I guess that's what um, I am. Um, first of all, it's the Jets, okay? <laughs> I mean, they 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 suck. Yes. So um, it it was the Jets, but you know, I mean, and and if they hadn't had that really bad fumble last week, they'd be two and zero. However, um, Mac uh, Mac Jones has thrown sixty nine passes. He's got no interceptions, but he's got one touchdown. They were five field goals yesterday. And you know what? And it's like Nick Folk, first of all, remember when the Pats had kicking issues, you know, fairly recently? Right. That guy was just a machine yesterday. So that's the, you know, that's the positive that you, the positive spin on it. The second thing is, is, I mean, I think they started the, pa- uh, the Patriots started a, a drive at the Jets 25 and at their 34-yard line, uh, give or take a yard or two, and they end up with uh, field goals. And, you know, that's not good. Who um, told you you were a pundit? Well, be, I don't know. I guess I just gave myself that yeah, title. Are, so. we pay, are we paying you as a pundit? You, you are I, definitely not paying. Not, er, he doesn't deserve pundit yeah. pay. Yeah, what, what is, I don't even know what the going pundit rate is anymore. Well, I, I don't know what it is either because I've never had to find out. Um and the Pats were three of twelve on third down um, yesterday, and their uh, pass protection for Jones—he was hurried a lot, sacked three times. So it, it, it teams, the teams, this team is a work in progress. But again, the positive thing is Jones just looks like he knows what he's doing. He's not getting—he's uh, not getting rattled, even he's when he's not. being, even when he's being rushed up yep. and and uh, and and uh, you know you're forced to make a play. He's not. He's not getting. You know, he's not freaking out. He's well, not his first time playing football. It's not, John. No, but but you look. But you look at uh, you know Zach Wilson on the yep. other side of the field. That guy looked like he was scared to death. Well, and- he should be scared to death. I, I watched him play in in week number one because I'm I'm the you know we've talked about it before. The quarterback class this year is great, and then even the second tier guys like you know Tua from Miami who got hurt yesterday. The the league is full of really great young quarterbacks so we're and you know i think you should pull for him but wilson got chased around like a like a jackrabbit last week yeah they also that, have one great very old quarterback yeah they do and you know what i, I gotta tell you because i'm the one who used to harp on this before and then i realized yesterday it was happening again bruce Aarons apparently has the same mentality as bill belichick it's the fourth quarter the buccaneers have clearly won the game and yet Brady and Bronk are both still in there. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that's just a thing now, huh? Well, I mean, you know, John, it's like, why does Tom Brady want to play till he's 50 years old? It's because he's a, he's a football player. Yeah, and, but and I could see the owner saying, look, the money agreed. I'm spending for this yes. guy, you take him out when there's a 25-point lead. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I, And I also think you also have Tom Brady kind of calling the shots on that, too, and saying, listen, I don't want to go out. 
He I'm doesn't want to go out. You're yeah. not writing the checks, Tom. Sit down. No, but he's <laughs> he's the one that are making the checks a little fatter for the team. So. And he won't continue to do that if he gets injured. Well, and you know what, John? It, this this won't be a uh, this won't be a situation un, un, unless it becomes one. Mm. Um, if he gets hurt, you know, if he gets hurt with with uh, a minute fifty eight to play in a game with, like you say, with a twenty five point lead, they're the finger pointing is going to start, yeah. but the guy he's a, he's a he's a machine. Yeah. He's a machine. Says he'll play till he's fifty. Yeah, fifty? No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> we the three of us have all been fifty at one point. Yeah, but he's none not of playing. us have been athletes. No, but but even us at fifty, even if you combine all of our best athletic yeah. skill, would not ever be playing at fifty. Even as I, pundits, I, right, right, <laughs> we're barely, right. We're barely doing it now. Um, I did a story this morning. Zidane Chara from the uh, yeah. you know, formerly of the Bruins signs a one-year contract with the the Islanders, and the only reason why that's even uh, a story is because he's forty-four years old, yep. the same age as Tom Brady, and right. yet you know here's a guy who just cannot stop playing hockey. And you know, you know, to me, it's always been well. What more do you really need to prove? What more do you really need to do to say you know here's one of the great players of all time? At some point, your body and time, you know, just turns its back on you, and and you just are not capable of playing. You know, there's there's a reason why only Gordy Howe played until 52. Well, you can say the same about Brady, though. That's what I did say. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, I think it's chicks. No, I, mean, I don't you think so. Get a lot so. more chicks when you're still playing. I, I, I don't. That's, if Tom Brady true, stopped John. playing now, I'm sure his hot chick would be more than happy. Yeah. Mm. Well, so about Chara, he he. If for people who don't know, um, obviously all athletes are in shape and they all you know hit the they have their training regime. Chara's is just like Brady's. Chara is a is one of these guys who does all the stretching and he's into the the nouveau stuff. But again, it goes back to well. First of all, and you mentioned uh, Gordy Howe. You somebody offers you. I mean, I don't know what his contract was for, but it's there's it's too much money to walk away from. Uh, B. He plays hockey, and C. If you want to have fun with it and and be be stupid, his listen his his wife's a pain in the ass. She doesn't want him around the house. He doesn't want to be around the house. He doesn't want to be around the kids. I want to go play hockey until yeah. I can anymore. <laughs> once, once again, it's those it's those people who say, you know, I want more time with my family. Yeah, well, did you check with them? Yeah, right, exactly. I know they feel the same way. You're going to have know, plenty but, of time with your family. But at 44 years old, there's only so many more near contracts left for Zidane Chara, and no there's doubt. only so many contracts left for Tom Brady. And no I don't doubt. think 50 – is I don't think it's I don't think it's realistic. Oh. I also don't think it's smart because you're tempting a major injury, whether it's a whether the whether it's a brain That's injury, very true, or, or, or a bone Tear injury. Your knee up. Yes, well. and at, at a certain age, Tom Brady is not a fast guy to begin with. No, no. and he's be, and he's playing against you know defenders who are very fast and strong. Yep, and but. at some point he could get seriously hurt trying to stretch this out beyond. Uh, a, a reasonable age. But right. Mrs. Tara must be much more tolerable than uh, Giselle Bunchen. Because <laughs> uh, obviously Brady does not want to be home. He does not want to be home. Listen, how many how many athletes have we, um, you know, down through the years have we looked at where we say, oh my God, so much potential and they threw it away on their own? Or mm -hmm. somebody like Gail Sayers who, you know, would have, I'm just fantastic, gets 
injured early in his career. The guys that take care of themselves are the guys that last, and and Brady and Chara kind of do the same thing. And it's there it is in black and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the Red Sox, if the uh, season were to end right now, yep. would uh, would be the wild card. They'd host the they would host uh, Toronto in the one game wild card game. They get home field advantage for <laughs> on on October fifth. So yep. we're you know we're talking you know right around right the corner around here. The corner. They've had a great run in the last two weeks, and this is in spite of almost almost what nine ten players yep testing COVID. positive for COVID yep. It seemed like everybody finally started to figure out how to win games. Now, granted, they're not, they haven't been playing powerhouse teams. They've been lucky that way. Uh, to get there, yep. but the fact that they've now won five games in a row right. certainly helps them. But even if that's the case, you know, the uh, Tampa, Chicago, Houston, those are all hard teams to play. They are. So if, if they make it past the wild card round, they've got quite a – yeah. challenge ahead of them right you sit there i've i've you know i've read obviously the same stuff you have and you sit there and you go like okay they're doing all this work and they're working all the fans up into a frenzy great it's the and that wild dude it's a it's one game those two teams are blood sweat tears you know tension <laughs> for to play one extra game and you're right. Then all of a sudden you go into the tournament and you're playing the White Sox and Astros who have been great all year. Yeah. But look, the, it, it, they've the pitching's been great. They've been they've done they're doing everything right and they look as good as any of those teams right now. What's exasperating about it is you know they played so well in the first half of yeah, the season. Yeah, right. And they go through this horrific stretch yep. of just eating it day after day. Finally they get it back, but it's like you wonder well is it is it is it too late? Is, well, it, is it too late to to to, uh, to get hot again? Because you're still talking another ten days or you know, another fifteen days before you're right. playing that one game playoff. Yeah, but you know, you you sit there and you get you you uh, you win the wild card round and you go into the into the into the big into the big tournament like I called it before. And you know, the Red Sox pitching right now is 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 awesome. And all you've got to do, you know, they'll they'll obviously start the that the first big long series on the road. You steal that first game, backs, and and all bets are off. So just just get they look great right now. Just get in, and then we'll we'll see what happens. When you say you're reading the same stuff we're reading, are, are you reading Bonk? <laughs> well, why wouldn't <laughs> that's, I? That's what I'm reading right now. I'm reading. It. It's called Bonk, and mm-hmm. uh, it's about sex. It's a book about sex. I I. I Thanks for letting me know because yeah. I had no idea John, what the hell you were talking a, about. Is this a new book about sex yeah. or an old book well, about I, sex? Actually, I don't know because it's, are there it's, pictures? No, there's no pictures. Uh. But there's uh, the the writer just wrote a new book, and the article I was reading mentioned the old book Bonk, so I went and bought the old book, hmm. and uh, just a lot of interesting uh, sexual facts. Oh, oh well, well. Do you, would you care? Do you care to to uh, you know to dish here? off the top of my head? I can't remember any. I'll have to bring the book with me tomorrow. Oh, well, yeah, well, I'll remind I'm, myself. Go Red Sox. I'm glad I won't be here for that. Yeah, hey, it's too listen, bad. It's called Bonk, not Gronk. You are a clever bastard. You know that? that? Yeah. Unbelievable. Scotty, it's good to see you. Good to see you guys, good, too. Good to pundit with you. Okay. You it's Scott Cohen at 724 on Rock 102. This is the sound of a family of four. Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. You missed uh, any part of the Bax and O'Brien show. You can always check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also on BaxandOBrien.com. 
Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Joe Keithley from the band DOA. They're celebrating the 40th anniversary of their album, Hardcore 81. He also happens to be a, a city councilor of his hometown in uh, Burnaby, British Columbia, a city over a quarter of a million people. So uh, pretty interesting guy, and you can check that out on BaxandO'Brien.com. Just watching uh, the Today Show story on uh, the Emmys. We were talking about this earlier and again later in Hollywood Trash. Uh, Seth Rogen looks very different. He's lost like a lot he of weight. Lost a lot of yeah. yeah. Looks like he lost a lot of weight. And this is a guy who supposedly smokes pot from the minute he wakes up in the morning till he goes to bed at night. And I don't even think he stops then. Wouldn't a guy that smokes that much pot be consumed with the munchies? That's what I'm saying. I mean, you you certainly understood why he was large. But I don't know how he lost all that weight if he's still smoking that much weed. Well, maybe it's his uh, his choices of uh, of munchies. You know, maybe he went from going from like uh, uh, vegan you know, munchies. Well, like you know, like like uh, you know, getting high and having a bag of flaming hot Cheetos, and now he's yeah. he's getting high and he's having carrot sticks. Hey, I tell you what, I finally found it. I finally found my sweet spot. And that is uh, this has nothing to do with that book bonk I was telling you about a few minutes ago. Thank God. Um. Uh. THC infused seltzer. That's your. Uh, that's your. That's it, man. That's your. That's your jam. Took me. Uh, took me like three, five years now to to finally find it. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh man, I was just told this again the other day. I I, I, I forget if it's five percent or eight uh, percent THC. I thought you it, said. I thought you said it was like five. Uh, it might be. I forget. Yeah. I, I don't remember. It's somewhere between five and ten. Now, do they tell you to only have so many at once? No, they didn't tell me that. Um, I've only had two tops. Yeah. But, see, the thing of it is that I discovered, and it was the same thing when I, whether I was smoking or, or, or doing uh, edibles, is if you, if you sit on the couch and uh, you, you, you do the stuff, you might not get off the couch, and then you might not appreciate exactly what it's doing to you. If you if you get up, like what I did was, uh, I drank two cans of this stuff. Right. Then I went for a ride. I drove. Uh, I drove uh, like you know for an hour and a half. Then I stopped somewhere so I could use some power tools, and then uh, and then after that, I uh, I took some kids out to uh, an amusement park. Don't they tell you? <laughs> On the packaging, how perhaps none of those things are good ideas. <laughs> ah, what do they know? Um, did you feel inebriated any, oh, in any oh, way? Yeah. But just enough. Not, not, not. You know, oh my god, I need to lay down like yeah. I normally would feel. Uh, just enough, and laughed. Oh man, did I laugh? Yeah. And yes, it is five. Uh, it is five milligrams. So, uh, and this comes in like a four pack, six pack, uh, four 12 pack, pack four, four pack. pack. Yeah. And you only had two. Only that one time. Right. Other times I've only had one and actually I got, but again, I was doing things, but I got a better effect off the one than I did off the two and, and very tasty. Nice flavors. I get mango is what I go with. I go with what, mango. What are your What are your other uh, flavors to choose? I don't from? know. Actually, I forget. But you know, berry. There's some kind of berry or, or stuff like that. Mm. But uh, any weird aftertaste? No, no. It's actually very good. I'm. Could I've, you Could you puke on this stuff? I've become used to this all of a sudden. This uh, seltzer uh, craze. Yeah. And man, I was in the I was in the table and vine 
the other uh, last week. Sure. Like a, like a, like rows and rows of this stuff. Everybody's got it now. The seltzer. Yeah. It's the fastest growing uh, part of, uh, of alcohol sales right now. But every, every single beer that you are familiar with for your whole life now has one. Sure. I just saw uh, the, a commercial this morning, I think, for a Guinness uh, um, coffee. Uh, what the hell is that? Uh, the like commercial a, that we do for uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, cold brew. A cold brew. A cold yeah. brew. Guinness cold brew. Well, I've had like uh, you know coffee porters and stuff like that, and they're all delicious. Yeah, but is this this is more about the coffee, I assume, than about the alcohol? Probably. Whereas the coffee porter is probably more about the alcohol than about the coffee, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I tell mm. you, I never thought I'd live to see the day. Oh, I know. You, this, you, at some point in your life, you think, well, they couldn't come up with anything nope. different. No. Yeah. Then and somebody decides to, you know. Put together a wine cooler, yeah, and then we we go bananas back in the eighties over those yeah. things. Then we stop, and then someone says, "Hey, let's do seltzer instead." And yeah. then then we go bananas over that thing, and and then somebody else says, "Hey, let's uh, let's make weed legal," and, and then we're and, like, and, "Holy!" And now we're on to uh, now we're on to to weed sodas. N- no, yeah, now it, you know what the California is looking right now to decriminalize psychedelics. I might be moving to California. Yeah, well, uh, good luck with all of that. I'll tell you what. Man, that stuff is supposedly wild. I can see you definitely falling into the same category. See, like a a Sid Barrett burns his brains right out on that stuff. Well, some people think I'm halfway there anyway. It's 733 on Rock 102. 737 with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Received... 60% 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year this month. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword ROCK102. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The 2021 Biggie opening weekend was a success. The opening day on Friday beat out the first day in 2019 with 80,993 people on the fairgrounds and Saturday night capping out around 103,000 people. You know what I heard? I heard that Machine Gun Kelly, after his show at the Big E, yeah. went to Theodore's. Get out of here. I also heard that during uh, Enshrinement Week, Chris Bosh had a party yeah, at Theodore's. Yeah, I mentioned that on uh, in sports. So it's like everyone is throwing a party, is throwing it at Theodore's. I'm telling you, man, it's the bathrooms. Well, that's where, it's the new bathrooms. It's the burnt ends. No, People want to go with the no. burnt. Who cares about the bathrooms? You everybody wanna... cares about the bathrooms. Not everybody eats pork. Five, six years ago, Kiefer Sutherland just showed up randomly before his show uh, in Northampton the following night and played with his band. Right. There. And by the way, the, the burnt ends are beef. Either way, not everybody eats meat, but they all got to poop, and uh, it's the bathroom. Yeah, and there's a lot of places to go between West Springfield and Worthington Street. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Why at Theodore's and you have to go, and then you realize, oh my God, look at these bathrooms. Yeah. You're like, I'm never going to West Springfield. I'm sure the bathrooms are terrific. I'm just saying that that's not why people go there. They go there because the food is terrific. Two attendees uh, said of the Big E said they think crowds are smaller at this year's fair. Uh, one Connecticut resident said, <laughs> It's not as crowded as it was this year. <laughs> Definitely less crowded. Do I enjoy that part? <laughs> Is that the way people in Connecticut talk? No, just the sloths of the people that go to the oh, Big I East. Yeah, yeah. Just the ones that brought their own oxygen tanks. Yeah. 
I was there yesterday and the fun today was more fun. Yesterday was just walking, but today we went on rides. Ha! Ha! That was the uh, <clears throat> report. Was another fair yeah. goer. Yeah. yeah. You know, it is uh, it is quite the array of people oh, that yeah. go oh, to yes. the Big E. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, uh, you know, uh, we were part of uh, Military Appreciation Day. So yep. I think there were more uh, normal people than most days at the Big well, E. Well, it depends you know I mean? on where you are at the Big E, too. Well, uh, the people that walk up to you who look like they work there. Mm-hmm. But really, that pass around their neck is just a 17-day pass lanyard. Right. You don't work here. Why are you wearing it like that? Why are you wearing it all day? First of all, you can buy a 17-day pass? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. What does that cost? Uh, $6,000? More than what it's worth, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I, but, I cannot. Uh, I mean, I you know, if if I ever go to the Big E, it's like you mean once, maybe twice in a year tops. I can't imagine what what motivates someone to want to go seventeen straight days. Well, those are people probably first of all who took a vacation, a two week vacation, and uh, probably uh, don't live around here. Well, the guy, I, the one guy I know who has it is is a teacher, and he goes after work, so he's not every taking any- day. Yeah, I mean, he's got the 17-day pass. He's not taking any time out of work, but he's going every day. Yeah, I think somebody how, ought to. How else can you make it that, uh, you know, you, I mean, you, hey, you got to put food on the table, even when you're eating corn, dogs, and cream puffs That's all That's a week. lot of so, money to be spending yeah. every day. Though. Not to mention a lot of time. Somebody ought to uh, just, you know, double-check his teaching license. Might be something you want to. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, might be something not, you want to pull. It's not my responsibility. Yeah, does he come in dressed like that Biggie uh, guy? Bear, the bear, Biggie yeah. bear. Yeah. <laughs> does he come in uh, dressed like a dead elephant? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but there you go. Opening opening weekend success at the Biggie. So congratulations, Sweet. to all the folks over there. Mm. Fourteen residents are displaced after a three alarm house fire on State Street Saturday afternoon in Springfield. One resident was transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The department was called uh, to a house fire around 12.14 p.m. Saturday afternoon. It began on the second floor of the four-floor building. So it's really not a house fire, more than an apartment fire. Yes, it sounds that way. So why would you say house fire well, versus... whose source are you reading? Uh, Western Mass News. Well, they're all equally questionable roads were closed from magazine street to thompson street while the fire was knocked down uh, crews uh, were on the scene for quite some time west springfield and chickabee fire departments were also called in to assist you know I, i'm sure it's different in some cases but um what i have noticed in in at least a few uh is that it seems like it takes an exceptionally long time to recover from a house fire uh, as far as the rebuilding of the home goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, and I realize, you know, like what you're talking about, those are probably all tenants, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a landlord or an mm-hmm. owner, rather, who has to decide on when and how much to repair the home. But mm-hmm. for single-family homes that I have seen that were uh, destroyed by house fires or nearly destroyed, it just it's amazing and I don't know if it's an insurance problem. It's definitely it, an insurance problem. It's definitely problem. an insurance mm-hmm. problem. Because what happens, and you know, it all depends on what else is going on with the insurance company. So, for example, let's say you have a house fire and you've got coverage and you are entitled to you know rebuild. 
uh, okay, well, you got to get your estimate, and uh, the insurance company rejects that one, so then they you have to get their estimate. And then if something else is going on in the world, say like a tropical storm or hurricane may have destroyed a bunch of houses somewhere else in the country, you're kind of waiting for that insurance company to finish with you know that stuff before they get to your stuff. Why? Because they only got one guy? No, uh, because they- it's... <laughs> No, they got more than one guy, but they have a million decisions to make all at once, and your little house fire may not be their priority. No, they should be prioritizing based yeah. on uh, chronology. We had some uh, some neighbors in my town whose uh, whose house uh, burned down. Well, it didn't burn down, but it burned, burned a significant portion of the home where mm-hmm. you couldn't live in it for a while. Right. They had the insurance company paid for a trailer. Yep. To be put on their front lawn. That's right. what I've seen a couple of times. While the repairs were being done. Yep. But that process took almost two years because the contractor kept having to go back to the insurance adjuster and say, hey, you can't get this up because you're talking about an older home. And then when you have to rebuild something, you have to bring that up to code. You know what code is? I know what code. It's all part of code. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See you said a family guy where Brian was working at Home Depot. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, you, you have to update that to bring that up to current standards. And a lot of that stuff cost a lot more money than what the original structure that. was there. Yeah. So once you start discovering that, that's when you have to go back and negotiate with the insurance company. A lot of it has to do also with the insurance company you have. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, when all these houses in this area were destroyed by the tornado, there were some houses that were getting worked on right away and other houses that took forever before you'd mm-hmm. get somebody to even look at the damage of the house just to give you a simple uh, an appraisal. It's crazy. An assessment of the damage. It almost makes torching your own house not worth it. It's not worth it. It's really not. Well, I got to make a phone call then. Authorities say a body discovered Sunday in Wyoming is believed to be Gabrielle Gabby Petito. The FBI said the body was found by law enforcement agents who had spent the past two days searching campgrounds. The cause of death has not yet been determined, said FBI Supervisory Special Agent Charles Jones. Full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100% that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified. This is an incredibly difficult time for Petito's family and friends. You kind of, because, you know, the boyfriend's missing now, too. Yeah, I was um, going to get to that He part. disappeared last Tuesday, but you kind of hope uh, they're going to find his body somewhere as well. Although my first instinct, when I heard he was missing, my first instinct was, um, you know, did his parents put him on a plane and get him out of the country? Um, but it really doesn't, it doesn't sound that way. It well, sounds like maybe his, his conscience got to him. Yeah, Brian Laundrie uh, has been identified as a person of interest in the case. He was last seen Tuesday by family members in Florida. Yeah, no one's done laundry since Tuesday. More than 50 uh, law enforcement officers on Sunday started a second day of searching for uh, laundry at the more than 24,000-acre Carlton Reserve in Sarasota, Florida, a wildlife area with more than 100 miles of trails as well as campgrounds. And gators. Lots of gators. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Petito's family filed a missing persons report September 11th with police in Suffolk County, New York. Petito's family had been pleading for the Laundrie family to tell them where their son last saw her. Petito and Laundrie were childhood sweethearts who met up growing met growing up on Long Island. His parents later moved to Northport, about 35 miles north of Sarasota. The only yeah. thing I can't still can't figure out is he came back by himself on what date? Uh, September 13th. No, no, it was before, it was before, 
Because my oh, point so is... they filed the thing on September 11th. Right. Like a week after he returned. Yeah. That's the thing I'm still trying to figure out. The timeline of when he came back and when she was reported missing is, in my mind, a little weird. Unless I'm reading it wrong or I heard it wrong. He drove the van back to his parents' home in Northport, Florida on September 1st. Right. So it was 10 days before the parents had her declared missing. That part I don't get. Well, probably because they knew she was on this cross-country trip and the spotty contact with her up until then, and then realizing this kid was back home. I think that's what... what They didn't know he was home Her family didn't know that he was back. He was back. I see. Okay. All right. That would make sense. So when they start looking for him, and I mean, she is an adult, so it's not Mm. unusual that you might not hear from somebody for a week or two. No, but his parents also sound like jerks. Yeah, they I mean, sound they're like they're trying to protect anything. their son. That's right. what they're doing. Right. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to be nice and sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 74. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. And that's your Fogbuster Pour Forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Cadence Inc. Um- yeah! Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 755 and ACDC in Rock 102. Beautiful day today. Sunshine high of about 75. It is uh, 50, uh, Flavin. In downtown Springfield. So um, as someone who recently got very violently sick uh, with a very short trip on the water, these, um, these I'm using my fingers as quotation marks here, astronauts that just came back from the four days in space. Right. And they're really just four civilians. Um, they, they had, I, I don't know how much training they had because... They had no responsibility whatsoever in in making this rocket go up or come down. It was all done remotely. Actually, I believe that just before takeoff, the stewardess shows them a pamphlet. Yeah, shows them how to uh, to buckle in mm-hmm. and to leave their carry on luggage yeah. in the seat in front of them or in the overhead bin. I don't even think they do, I don't even think they were shown that much. But it, it it's kind of curious as to you know who who got sick and then. You know, recently, uh, I don't know if, the, if any of these were manned, but, you know, we have seen rockets recently that come back down and land from where they took off very gently and on land. This was like back in the early Apollo days where they splashed down in the ocean mm-hmm. and there were ships nearby, you know, uh, ships that were there for the sole purpose of getting these people. But you just spent four days maybe being sick from motion sickness, and now you're dropped into the ocean. <laughs> it's like, I don't care if it takes them a half an hour to get me out of that thing yeah. and another half an hour to get me to land. <laughs> that one hour is going to be worse than those three days before it. Now, I don't know how much it uh, – my understanding is it costs uh, an awful lot to to become a passenger yes, on these things. Do you ever see those videos – um, you know, whether on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, where you know someone's on like a uh, like a ride on an, in an amusement park, like mm-hmm. a roller coaster. And they get to the very top of uh, of the t- the highest peak, and then they you know they go down, and then it's usually like <laughs> it's just like like a like a, like, a, like a selfie stick type of video mm-hmm. where the person in the seat passes out. 
Really? And because because of you know the the exhilaration of the mm-hmm. of either the the motion or the speed or whatever it may be, they just pass out as they you know go and, down. And it just be, happens so that the person who's with them has a phone on a selfie stick. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, I've just, there's a bunch of videos of that where people just you know they 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 simply don't maintain consciousness. Can you imagine spending like a quarter of a million dollars on a ticket? Yeah, I know. To go on one of these things, and you pass out, or you puke the whole time. Well, at for least four days, all you're doing is puking. At least if you puke, there's a pretty good likelihood you're going to remember puking. But if you pass out, mm. you could be back on the ground before you realize you already took yeah. off and came back. But you're not going to stay passed out for four days. You could no, be, but it, you could be puking for four days. And by no. the way, puke, that's a funny word. But, yeah, it is puke. funny. But think of these uh, these uh, things where you're, you're just going up and you're just going down. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like you're not going four days. Uh-huh. You're just going for like 10 minutes and you're already coming down. It's like, I'd be so pissed I would have spent that much money to pass out and not mm. remember any of it. I just, it's like, oh, God, no thanks. And, and, and like I said, these were all civilians. I mean, one was a young girl, a cancer survivor. Uh, there was a billionaire who basically funded the whole thing. Right. Uh, there was a guy, and then there was a uh, female uh, doctor. I don't know what kind of doctor, but uh, actually her last name was Proctor. See, I Doctor would, Proctor. Doctor Proctor. Imagine that. That's a that's an unusual weird. unusual name. I would do it if I had the same arrangement I've been trying to get from, say, like uh, you know, Great Horse, you know, a lifetime complimentary me- membership where uh-huh. I. Don't have to pay anything out of pocket. Yeah, and I, I think would you'd do be it. about as successful as you have been with Gray Horse. Well, because Gray Horse is actually more expensive than I believe going into space. Yeah, well. it actually costs more money. But uh, yeah, again, I have not. Uh, I would only go if it were free. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. You know, wiping out my life savings just for like ten minutes of of exhilaration. I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't even do that if it was free. No, it's eight, thanks. It's 8 o'clock on Rock 102. Save yourself 30% at the Brass Rail. The Brass Rail Meeting House, a lakeside... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, last week I turned 55 years old. No need to send cards. It's almost a week late. Nevertheless, I have discovered a few things about turning 55. First, I can now live in 55 and older communities. I'm not sure why I'd want to, but at least I have that option. I can finally eat from the 55 and older menu at IHOP. I can also get free coffee at participating Denny's locations throughout the country. What I can tell you about turning 55 is that it also signifies the abrupt ending of my career in professional athletics. Truth be told, those dreams ended 30 years ago, but some old people simply haven't reached that level of self-reflection. On Saturday, former Bruins defenseman Zidane Chara signed a one-year contract with the New York Islanders, the very team that drafted him 24 years ago. You see, Chara is 44 years old. He's not only 44 years old, he'll turn 45 in March. Granted, Zidane Chara had a long way to go before he reaches Gordie Howe, who played hockey until the age of 52, but let's consider what's really happening here. What you have in Zidane Chara is a man who does not understand the power of time, nor does he understand the burden of his own limitations. I, on the other hand, embrace my limitations because they are bountiful, and they prevent me from doing things that I am no longer capable of, such as 
physically competing at the professional level. Now, you might say, but Baxi, what about Tom Brady? He's the same age as Chara, and he just threw five touchdowns yesterday against Atlanta. Is he too old to be playing at the professional level? The answer to that question is, yes, he is. And at some point, the playful temptress of time will eventually clamp down on Tom Brady and destroy all his hopes and ambitions, because that's what she's there to do, just like it will for Zidane Chara. I'm only saying this because 11 years ago, when I was their age, I thought I'd have the physical grace and stamina of a gazelle for the remainder of my life. It turns out, I would not. Today, I'm looking at coffee discounts and early bird specials. Brady and Char, on the other hand, are playing like they have something to prove. And as an old man, I can tell you, they do not. At least not anymore. But hey, another My Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Traeger Wood Fire Grill is ingenious. Cooking-grade wood pellets give everything a real wood flavor, like the Traeger technology gives you total control of also the temperature. See a Traeger in action at, uh, at uh, the Big E in the Better Living Center with Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 and the Scorpions on Rock 102. Sunshine today, a high of 75. It is already 65 in downtown Springfield. Uh, you know, one of those trips that uh, we took years ago with uh, Mike Belize to uh, New Orleans, I was like, you know, I bet this would have been a lot funner, more fun uh, if I were in my 20s. Because, you know, I was, in my, I was in my 50s by then, and the whole idea of uh, puking in the streets, it, it kind of lost its fun. Yeah, I get you. Um, so I've never been to Nashville. And I know people who have, and I've been told it is quite the party town. And there was a uh, an article yesterday I was reading. The the they call it. Um, let me see if I can find the word again. Uh, transpotainment. There are there are crazy things down in Nashville that you can get on and ride around downtown. Okay. Um, some of them are actually even pulled by John Deere tractors. The big green tractor, as it's called, uh, passes an open-air school bus crammed with partiers, <clears throat> and then another, and then another, women leaning over the rails wearing T-shirts that say, let's get nasty. Um, there's one truck with a hot tub. There's a bus packed with electric massage chairs. There's a Ford pickup truck retrofitted into a party barge with waves painted on the side. Mm -hmm. And uh, the tailgate has written across it, ship-faced, because they also have (laughs) retired military vehicles, a purple bus with drag performers, an old school bus adorned with horns, and uh, named Bev, and then another school bus with horns named Bertha. Huh. They're hi- they're sometimes even hired for children's birthday parties and retirement parties. And a church once rented out uh, one of these things to hand out Bibles. There's another one called Hell on Wheels. It's a company that deploys converted military cargo trucks, but it has strict rules: no music with explicit lyrics and no inflatable penises. But other than that, all bets are off. Yeah. But uh, the city officials are starting to get a little worn out with it. First of all, they believe the, f- the real true meaning of Nashville has been lost. And many of these things are not regulated. Um, uh, a 22-year-old man fell off a party bus once. It then ran over both of his legs. 
underscoring the virtual absence of safety regulations for these vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I can understand that you think it's gotten out of hand, but you let it. Why well, would you allow these things without heavy regulation? They don't. The city council is now considering a proposal to rein the industry in by barring alcohol, requiring training permits and inspections, and only allowing them in certain areas. Now, the barring alcohol thing, I think, is a stupid idea because you're gonna you're gonna scare away all the tourists. But if you weren't already requiring training permits and inspections, that's on you. So uh, I have a uh, a friend who lives in Nashville, and no, uh, you do not. Yes, in fact, she and I used to date in college. But oh. anyway, she lives in Nashville, and uh, she posts a lot of pictures of her in Nashville. There's never a picture of her without loads of booze surrounding her, uh-huh. all over the place. And she lives there. She lives there. She's not. She's not a tourist anymore. Mm-hmm. She's a resident. And I look at these pictures, and, and you and I. She's posted pictures of exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and you're right. If the city allows this stuff, <laughs> and they don't have any uh, enforcement of its safety mm-hmm. or its use. I mean, think about that, that guy that tried to have that uh, that I, that bicycle bar. I was thinking about that when I read this article. I mean, think what about- What the hell happened to him? I well, every community he tried to do that in yep. wound up, you know, rejecting- Over-regulating him. Over-regulating yeah. it, either over-regulating or flat-out rejecting the idea. Yep. But in a city like Nashville- uh, you know, they not only embrace this stuff, they want these things, mm-hmm. even if it means occasionally someone's going to get drunk and fall off of it and get hurt. It's almost like that's just the cost of doing business yeah, exactly. in a city like Nashville. But how, again, how do you, uh, now this talks about requiring training permits and inspections. doesn't say anything about whether or not they do have to be insured i want to believe that they certainly do have to be insured because otherwise i mean how i mean it sounds like the city is a little lax here and maybe even the state is too but um how you can have one of these things without insurance doesn't make any sense right but you know it it may be one of those things where it's a very small policy like mm -hmm. like it doesn't cost you a whole lot to have you know some sort of protection because i mean if i owned one of these things I'd almost want to be insured. Of course you would. Because I don't want someone falling off and then all of a sudden owning my house. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally responsible. 22-year-old kid falls off the thing drunk, and and it runs over his legs. Um, that That's that's the kind he of thing. He can still though. drink, though. Oh, he may yeah. not be able to walk, sure. but he can still drink. And, and, uh, and they have pictures. This article had a whole bunch of pictures. It was in the New York Times um, of these, these John Deere tractors. Pulling these, uh, you know, their oversized trailers in some cases, not not like you know what that guy in Northampton had, where your own, where the passenger pedal power is what is what motivated this thing to move, uh, or was the locomotion on the uh, the ride? I mean, these things are being pulled through the city by John Deere tractors, so the people are just either sitting there or some people are standing on them. There's one that had like. You know, poles. It wasn't for strippers, but it was for people who wanted to dance and still have something to hold on to. This 
<clears throat> excuse me, to stay safe. But it's it's wild yeah. what some of these people have. You know, there's a, probably a lot of people hearing this and saying, wow, it sounds like Nashville is a lot of fun. Here's the uh, here's the real issue with Nashville. And this is probably not, uh, you know, a, a often spoken about. But the biggest problem with Nashville is not whether or not you can drink safely outdoors or you know, where you're at or crime or anything. But you're unfortunately surrounded by all that god-awful country music. Well, you and know that's what? And, and unfortunately, it's an inescapable part of Nashville. And my guess is those are the kinds of people who go to Nashville. Yeah, but and that's but but that alone is the mm. primary reason you will never find me there. Well, because I, of I, I all that go, god-awful music. I might go just because of the Kid Rock Steakhouse. I can and get honky tonk. I can get a steak anywhere Not a in the kid country. Rock steak. I don't need a Kid Rock. You steak. gotta have it. You can't. You can't live your life and die. Not having yep. had a Kid Rock steak. And, you know, as a man who is uh, entrenched in a lifetime of Caucasian activity, I don't like the word uh, or the insinuation of the word honky, mm-hmm. quite well, frankly. Nevertheless, tell it to the Rolling Stones. Speaking of uh, no, drinking. And what, what good did that do them? Speaking of drinking and having fun, uh, the state of Pennsylvania, which is apparently very much like the state of New Hampshire, the liquor stores are all state-owned. Um, these are not, uh, apparently not privately owned businesses. Now, the way they did the story when I saw it on the news this morning was misleading because now that I've looked it up on online, it's a little bit different. They're saying you hear about this in a lot of different places, uh, because of COVID the supply line shortages of different things, mm-hmm. you know, chips in cars, you, you don't see as many cars on the lots of uh, dealerships because the chips are on a shortage. There's a shortage of a lot of different things out there. And because of that, Pennsylvania has instituted a um, rationing system. Now, the way, again, the way it was reported on television this morning made it sound like for all alcohol, all alcohol sales are being rationed to two bottles per person Per purchase, Jesus. But it's really just when you look, when you go online and you Google it, you right. see it's just a list of certain boozes. It's not all alcohol. There's a there's a particular form of there are two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight different bourbons. Make that nine. Right. Then there's a number of champagnes. There's one tequila. And then there's a number of uh, Hennessy cognacs and then uh, champagnes. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's specific things. What about is that that no smell, no tell vodka? Uh, yeah, Hennessy. Hennessy. Hen- well, this is Hennessy cognac. <laughs> Hennigans. 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 Right, yeah. There you go. Uh, but um, yeah, only two bottles per purchase. But you know. I, I think that's you know per store. Although, I don't know. I mean, if all of the liquor stores are owned by the state, then it seems like they must have a database. And, and well, I, I wouldn't s- necessarily assume that. Uh. Because I think it would be very hard to say you can only have, you know, two bottles. It would be one thing to say it's two bottles per purchase. Mm. Another thing to say you can only buy two bottles in a day. Because I'd go back three or four times in a day. Well, that's what I mean. I don't even know if you can go back to the same liquor store. I wonder if you have to go to a different liquor store, but I'd find it hard to believe. What's the what's the reason of having state-run liquor stores if you don't keep a database? 
Uh, you know, I I don't understand the reason to have a state-run liquor store. Yeah, to be quite I, don't, honestly. I don't know how some states manage to to keep that for it, for as long as they have. It's eight twenty-four with Bax and O'Brien at Rock one hundred and two. The McDonald's breakfast twenty-seven with Bax and O'Brien at Rock one hundred and two. You're a uh, Breaking Bad fan, right? Uh yes. <clears throat> Remember the finale? I do. With the uh, the setup of the machine gun that uh, Walter White had created. Yes. That that fired without him having to touch it. That's um, correct. There was a, a story I was reading over the weekend. The um, Israelis, the Israeli intelligence, Mossad, uh, took out the top nuclear scientist of Iran. Uh, they've been doing this for a while, picking off their nuclear scientists. But this, what, this guy was the top one. And uh, they created... A, a a machine gun that was in the back of a pickup truck covered by stuff and they put the pickup truck on a road you know they learned first of all the, this scientist was the kind of guy who he really didn't uh, buy into the whole needing protection everywhere he went or having really heavy duty protection or or being driven around in an armored vehicle he'd drive his own car he'd drive with his wife he'd go when he wanted to go and where he wanted to go and uh so they they began to learn his routine and then i guess they found out he was going somewhere with his wife one day so they set this whole thing up they take this pickup truck they put it on the side of the road they take a tire off of it and put it up on a jack so it genuinely appears to be disabled <laughs> and but they also uh do so much research into this thing that they they know that this gun, which is going to be fired from over a thousand miles away, the operator is going to be more than a thousand miles away. Uh, the gun's recoil of each shot is going to make the barrel move, and th- and then therefore the line of bullets will not stay in the same place. You know, the idea is that they're going to bring this mini motorcade to a halt and then open fire on this guy knowing exactly what position he's in and exactly mm-hmm. which car and uh it was it was amazing and i mean they did it they did it they they ended up opening fire the guy survives the first shot actually gets out of the car and hides behind the door but the machine gun just keeps going right in that same spot and it, took him out. You know, if I were a guidance counselor in that country and some high school kid came up to me and said, you know, I want to be a nuclear scientist. Yeah. I'd probably encourage the kid to find something else yeah. to do. Wouldn't you rather be a wedding DJ? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you're, you're, uh-huh. you're probably uh, better off working with radioactivity. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I, I think that's a little bit uh, of a safer vocation. Uh, you're, you're living in a country that obviously has had a, uh, uh, a, a treaty signed that you won't keep making nuclear uh, weapons, and yet you have nuclear scientists. It's not going to take long for another country to figure out, eh, maybe we need to start picking these guys off. It's 8.30. We have news next to Rock 102. September means fall. In- 8.33 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, opening day on Friday at the Big E beat out the first day in 2019 with 80,993 people on the fairgrounds. Oh, just and seven more, and they would have had 81,000. Saturday night capping out around 103,000 people. Because of who in concert? 
Billy Idol. Oh, was, uh, yeah, was Billy Idol. On Saturday, uh, Machine Gun Kelly was on Friday night, but. Well, the Machine Gun Kelly was a sold out show. Was the Billy Idol a sold out show? I don't. I, I don't. can't imagine it's sixty six dollars. Yeah, you you keep harping on that, but you know, I don't think that's an outrageous amount of money to spend on a concert. On a Billy Idol concert? Yeah. In two thousand twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Here you come now, spend your money, money. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I did another Billy Idol joke. <laughs> You know, for years I've been waiting to use this Billy Idol material, and then I finally got a chance to use it. Yeah. You two just want to poo-poo all over. I'm not poo-pooing, Steve. I'm poo-pooing. I'm, I'm busted up inside. Uh, well, how, you need to bust up outside, because that's how I get the... If you could give me a joke with uh, related to eyes without a face, uh, then then we're, then you'll get me. Boy, that Charlotte Nash is something, huh? Yes! There you <laughs> go. That's what Charlotte I was looking Nash. for. <laughs> Woo, man, that is that was worth sixty six bucks. Oh man, see the uh, the big cane was ready to pull me right out from under this microphone, and, yeah, and boom, Johnny saving the, saving the day. Yeah. 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 Johnny six gun. That's our John, own little Johnny, Johnny six gun. Yeah. Johnny yeah. save gun. Yeah. Save think, gun. Yeah. I'm thinking between the three of us, <laughs> it's this guy. It's this guy for sure. One person was seriously uh, injured in a, in a hit-and-run crash on Main Street in Springfield Saturday night. Uh, Ryan Wall said that a pedestrian was struck by a vehicle just after 8 p.m. Saturday. They were taken to Bay State with serious injuries. The driver of the vehicle had fled the area before police arrived. Main Street was closed from Court Street to Bowling Way, and drivers were asked to avoid the area while the uh, police investigated, uh, and they still have no leads on this. So, Imagine how—see how dark it is now by 8 o'clock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. On the other hand, uh, I can live with that. Today is the first time this season I wore a jacket. But I'm watching the news last night with that um, young girl, Gabby. They believe they have found her body mm-hmm. uh, in Utah. And the reporters that were do- – actually, it was one reporter that was doing the story who was wearing a down coat. But then they also showed, like, video – of a, a line of people outside of some place, I don't know where it was, and they were wearing down coats and heavy coats, and it's like, oh, man. That's I'd cold I hate to there. be somewhere where late September it's cold enough for a down coat. Ugh. Well, it was snowing in Colorado last week. Well, I know, but, I, you know, the mountains are a different story. But, you know, if you're – I don't know how mountainous Wyoming is – but uh, I'm pretty sure it's right in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. Uh, you know, yesterday I was checking out my uh, my Facebook memories, mm. and I posted a, a screenshot of my phone of the weather app that said last year uh, at this at this date it was 39 degrees out the, uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning, and it's like, well, oh man, looking at a 75 degree day today. Uh, I'll take this. Yeah, I don't remember I, that. I can tell how cold it is when I do the automatic start on the truck. Oh, yeah. And it adjusts to whatever the temperature is outside. So oh, it, it does? So it turns the heat on, and this morning it had turned the heat on. It tur- You just leave everything neutral, mm-hmm. and, and it turns the heat on itself in the morning? Automatically. Uh, Air conditioning if it was really hot? Air conditioning and heat, wow. uh, depending on what kind of day it is outside. That's pretty cool. Wow. I'm surprised you don't have that. You have the same kind of technology I have in my car. I don't even have the ability to set it up before I turn it off. Uh, <laughs> and can. have it and have it turn on exactly the way I set it. What does your car come with a crank start yeah, on it too? I know. Uh, 
The uh, Springfield Police Department uh, was taking the proactive approach to deter gun violence by holding a gun buyback program at the Sullivan Safety Complex. Springfield has a history of uh, gun violence, but uh, Mayor Dom Dom says the city's new gun unit has helped reverse that trend. Since the gun unit has come into play, it has gone double down double digits in felony gun assaults. No more bang bang shoot 'em up in my town. I will come to your house and I will rip that pistol right out of your hand. No, you did not. <laughs> but I would love to see it though. Mm-hmm. You kid with the potato gun, give me that. I just, you know, I find it. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand the idea behind them, and and I saw this article yesterday on Mass Live, and you know they're giving big Y gift certificates and. Uh, Lots of people are bringing in, like, maybe antique guns that Grandpa had before he died. Although they they did say they bring in a fair amount of stolen guns. And, you know, they're not asking any questions. They're not, uh, I I don't know if they're even taking names. But, you know, the whole idea is it's an amnesty program. But I just, it's hard to believe they're really having an effect on street crime because those I wouldn't think are the kinds of guns being used for street crimes. Well, uh, no, they're probably not. But there are some that probably are. Yeah. You know, and yeah. people sometimes don't even know what they have in their homes. Mm-hmm. And that that was one of the points that they, they were talking about, this gun buyback thing, is you can take some of these guns and modify them into something else. Yeah. So if they were stolen yeah. from a property, even if the person had no ill intent of using that firearm. It was just a hand-me-down collectible from Grandpa. Yeah, but, you know, I can see, like, Dom Sarno, like, you know, taking a shotgun, breaking it over his knee, or taking a double-barrel shotgun and, you know, pulling the two barrels and tying them up in a knot very, uh, you know, Bugs Bunny-like. I can see him doing that. I don't see him doing that. But, yeah, they were talking about that in the article, too, Steve, about, you know, these sawed-off guns where they... You know, they cut down the barrel and they cut the stock, and yeah. it becomes extremely right. concealable. It's uh, but hey, you got a fifty dollars big wide gift card if uh, you were to drop off for a fire. Totally gun. worth it. Totally, totally worth it. Yeah. Fifty rather, bucks is a lot of food. I had sold the gun on the street for a hundred bucks. <laughs> a, a woman filed a lawsuit against a New York-based fertility doctor, claiming he's her biological father and he used his own sperm to impregnate oh, patients boy. without uh, their consent. Oh boy. According to the Associated Press, the 35-year-old woman accused Dr. Morris Wortman and his Rochester clinic, the Center for Menstrual Disorders, of medical malpractice. Oh, the CMD. Yeah. The battery, infliction of emotional distress, dress, negligence, fraud, and lack of informed consent. The plaintiff uh, wrote in the lawsuit that she is the daughter of a woman who received fertility treatments from Wortman in the 1980s. The lawsuit said the plaintiff knew she was born in 1985 through artificial insemination and that Wortman was... Uh, revered by her family for help, revered. revered by her family for helping her mother conceive. Wortman allegedly told the family the sperm donor had been a medical student from the University of Rochester, but the plaintiff qu- questioned Wortman's claim after taking a DNA genealogy test in 2016. Uh, it's those damn 23 and me's. Yeah. <clears throat> AP reported that the woman uh, discovered at least nine half siblings who were also children of the sperm donor. Damn. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, listen, you know, it, it would be one thing if he were the proper match, but, you know, he's doing this without their consent. 
The AP reported that the plaintiff's suspicions continued to grow, but she was a patient of Wortman and continued to visit him over nine years. Wortman performed breast and pelvic examinations and discussed the plaintiff's sex drive and similar personal issues. The plaintiff wrote in the lawsuit that Wortman also asked questions about her family, and at one point he brought his wife in into an appointment to meet the plaintiff. Um... This is a little strange. You know, if you own a little, uh, let's say, neighborhood grocery store, <laughs> and uh, you're selling turkeys around Thanksgiving time, yeah. right? And uh, a customer comes in. You've had very good sales. In fact, you you've you've sold out all of, all of the turkeys that you intend to have this holiday season. And uh, a customer comes in and says to you, uh, God, I, I really got to have a turkey. I was told not to come home if I couldn't get a turkey. Uh, you know, my life could be uh, changed for the negative if I don't bring home a turkey. And, and as the uh, shop owner, you had taken one of those turkeys for yourself because uh, you were going to have one for, for the holiday. And you say to the customer, I'll tell you what, uh, I feel bad for you. I don't have any turkeys left in stock, but I do have this one turkey that I was intending to keep for myself, but I'll sell it to you instead. So here's this uh, fertility doctor, right? He gets, uh, I don't know what the sperm delivery schedule is like, how often he gets a, a shipment of sperm, how much he gets uh, per shipment. Well, you know? with, with Amazon, if you order it today, you'll get it in the next 23 <laughs> You hope so. 28 hours. You hope so. Yeah. You don't know if he's prime or not. Right, right. right. So oh, he's, he's like, Oh, he's primed, all right. So, you know, there's this one day this woman comes in, and she's expecting to be artificially inseminated, but he just used the last bit of sperm from his most previous supply uh, an hour ago, and he said, to, you know, he doesn't say anything to her, but he's just kind of like, well, you know what, I can... I can go into the bathroom for 15 minutes, come out, and I'll, I'll have one more serving. And uh, I could just give it to her. Is that wrong? Yes, that actually is wrong because you are st- because there is a certain level of expectation of where the sperm is coming from, whether it's, say, like, a, like an IVF treatment or a, a sperm bank. You are vetting. You are vetting the the donation, uh, the party that donated it. You are not necessarily agreeing to the doctor being the one. So it is a deceptive practice. You got to admit, though, it's a pretty good analogy. It was a- I wasn't really following it. I mean, because once you said turkey, I just started to think, uh, you know, about lunch. Mm. So I you yeah. lost me on that one. But 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 ultimately speaking, uh, the patient has to fill out a bunch of paperwork. In which they agree to a certain sample from a certain source. It does not necessarily or should not yeah. say that in light of uh, there being some sort of uh, a, you know, a, a lack of, uh, of sperm, that it will then come from the doctor instead. Yeah, that, of course That should never happen. When the doctor walks back in the room with the specimen inside a Sunny D bottle... Because that was the closest thing in reach that he could get for the specimen. And the straw is still in it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we grossed everybody out. Yeah, no, I just... I I think it was a reasonable question. I think I just tasted the turkey you were talking about. Here's something even more gross. Do you want to hear that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Humans are as diverse as the stars in the sky, but a vast majority of us share similar bodily functions when we uh, eat through our mouth, breathe through our nose, and excrete through our anus. However, 
Doctors have disclosed a rather peculiar case of a man who doesn't have the same functions as everybody else. He was studied by specialists from the University of Texas Medical Center at Galveston, and the whole report was published in the journal Cirrus. Uh, and what was that about? A curious case of rectal ejaculation. According to the report, the 33-year-old unnamed man had gone to the hospital with complaints of testicular pain. He also mentioned that for the past two years, a substantial amount of sperm and urine was passing through his rectum. Uh, Yikes. Uh, uh, on the way out? On the way out. <laughs> the, test, <laughs> the test revealed a number of concerns, including swelling. Well, it, is, it is, I mean, yeah, technically speaking, it is possible for it, it is, to go in. Yes, I, I uh, want to make sure it's in through the outdoor. The swelling in the left testicle, a defect in the rectal wall, a possible urinary infection, and an abdominal opening, the oh, fistula. Between the uh, prostate and the rectum. Can you ever have a this, fistula in your rectum? This poor guy doesn't know whether he's coming or going. He doesn't know when he's going and going. <laughs> yeah. He'll be offensive. It's important to mention that the patient had an extensive history of drug abuse. Two oh, years well. earlier, the patient had admitted uh, had been admitted to the hospital for more than three weeks because he was intoxicated with cocaine and another hallucinogenic drug. Mm. He had slipped into a coma, which a urinary catheter was inserted, and as a result, mm. blood was released into the urine. That was the first incident that the fistula first appeared. <sighs> yeah, well, that's... Uh, I was thinking about having one of those at my house next weekend. <laughs> a fistula? Uh, fistula. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a quinceanera. Is that what you're trying to... <laughs> Look, it's my first fisting. Everybody show up. Uh, bring gifts. <laughs> uh, I was just going to bring a crock pot. Fortunately, the doctors were able to close up the fistula, and the patient made a full recovery, oh, well apart from the fact that's that he hard... had decreased levels of sperm production for several months. That's all right. Yeah, yeah you, live with the, you live with the good and the bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could have gone with that or yeah. the or the story about uh, infecting carp with herpes. Boring. From Australia. <laughs> Come on, we've all done and that. Yeah, yeah, you never, yeah. You've infected a carp with that, serp, stra, herpes before? That would have sucked. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, that would have been a damn good time. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been. It's uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to be mostly sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 74. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Munson Savings Bank is here to help make your dream home possible. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 853 and Guns N' Roses. On Rock 102. Rock 102 and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see New England Tank on Tampa Bay and Foxborough. Oh, man. On Sunday, October 3rd, you go to rock102.com and you sign up for your chance to win. We'll choose a winner on September 30th. It's your chance to win tickets to see New England versus Tampa. Built by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. So, uh, that uh, song you just played there a minute ago. Yeah. Does, uh, does... A band or a performer need permission of the original band or performer or writer uh, in order to remake their song? And to uh, produce it on a record and release it? Yes. So, it, and and the writer or, or whoever could say no? Yes. Could absolutely no. say no. They could say no. Yes, they could say no. Um, I, I'm surprised Paul McCartney didn't say, uh, yeah, you know what, Axel? I, I don't think so. 
Paul McCartney doesn't care. Paul McCartney's song yesterday was recorded by 1,600 well, different people. because he might have liked those 1,600 people, but say he didn't really care for Axl Rose. Well, I think um, when uh, Guns N' Roses says, we would like to release one of your songs, and this is how much money you will get as a result of us recording and releasing it, ah. then Paul McCartney says, hey, you know what? That's a pretty damn good version. Is that even negotiated, or is that like a standard price? You know, you make the money by the number of people who buy the record, but the negotiation of the price with the original writer is probably standardized. It, uh, I think it depends on the situation or you know how much uh, of the publishing rights the artist owns, but I think in Paul McCartney's case, it was probably top dollar. But at the time, Guns N' Roses was the biggest damn thing in the world, so they figured, well, you know, that's uh, that's three minutes that's worth every penny. So they probably wrote him a big fat check. Paul cashed it, and it cleared. Yeah, see, I would, I would have, I would have had more respect for Paul if he said, ah, you know what? I know you're the big thing right now, but you're a flash in the pan. And uh, thirty years from now, when you're when you're uh, forty pounds overweight and you're still trying to, you're still trying to do tours, you know, uh, I'll be glad I said no. Yeah, but I don't think Paul McCartney really says no all that often. Well, when it comes when it comes to people doing his music, I think John if, was probably more discerning. He he may have been, but I think Paul was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll take that payment and I'll I will deposit whore. it right away." Yeah, I'll be a musical whore. Yeah, sure. What do I care? Meanwhile, we got Ringo saying, "Gee, I wish someone would pay for one of my songs." And people were like, "Ringo, I wouldn't. You'd have to pay me." <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? What are we gonna no, do? no song? We're not doing Octopus's Garden yeah, yeah. and expecting a whole hell of a lot out of it. Although, uh, why not? It could be done. Sure. I mean, I suppose it's possible sure. that someone would want to do Octopus's Garden. I just don't mm-hmm. see that as, or even Yellow Submarine. I, I just don't see that as something that a band would care to do. Like, you know what? I have uh, on my phone, and I actually enjoy this song. I, I don't know if anyone ever remade it. Is, uh... Ape Man. By Ringo? Uh, no. No. Now I'm trying to remember whether it's the Kinks or... Oh, yeah, no, uh, no, the Kinks, the, the Kinks did Ape Man. That's what I was yeah, thinking. It's, yeah. it's the Kinks. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I'd like to hear somebody do a remake of that one. Why? Why not? It's a good song. I love that song. Something, something shouldn't be remade by anybody else. How come nobody ever made a remake of the uh, cover of the Rolling Stone? Because it's not that great of a song. Oh, and, come on. And how many other bands could uh, sing that with the personal uh, affect of the uh, folks of uh, Dr. Dr. Hook. Hook and the Medicine yeah. Show? Anyone. Anyone. No one ever uh, No one ever remade uh, Guitar Zan. Well, there's reasons for that. Because it sucks. Now, see, Amos Moses, perfect example. Again, how come nobody ever made? I don't think anybody ever remade any Jerry Reed songs. Because I don't think most uh, of the youngsters today even remember uh, Amos Moses. Well, they ought to. He's a Cajun. About- By the way, there have been uh, cover versions of Ape Man done. There have been. There, there have. Who, who did it? And uh, when was the last one? Well, the last one that I'm seeing would have been 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, By the Carpenters. No, well, no, I'm not even sure. It was covered at one point by Jack Wilde. Remember the kid on uh, HR Puffin stuff? No. 1971. Apparently, he had his own version of it. Huh. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. go figure is right. Not why why not in God's a, name would the Davies brothers say, yeah, go ahead. Everybody's going to remember you 30 years from now. <laughs> Listen, the two of them can't even get along. 
Never, never mind. Never mind allowing anybody else to use their music. It's 8.58 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Save yourself 30% on Union Station. Save three for the price of 